Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here, the Wonder Parenting Podcast, the brain science approach to parenting. And I'm here as always with Dr. Michael Green. And Michael, this is episode number 199. So you know what that means for next week? It's episode number 200. Wow, that's a <laughs> lot of podcasts. Good, and, good at math. <laughs> yeah. So we, and we are rounding the corner into number 200 with a, another really good podcast today. Uh, we've got a special guest with us. Michael's going to introduce him here in just a moment. Uh, I want to thank uh, our good friends up in the Seattle area, as I do every podcast, Dr. Greg Jantz and the, the really good folks up there at the Center Place of Hope. And they offer such great care for people who are in crisis or people who are struggling. Uh, whether it's depression, anxiety, eating disorders. Uh, not only do they have inpatient care, but they have great books and resources for people. And if you ever need help or just nudge a nudge to get some help, that's the place to start. Go to wonderparenting.com, wonderparenting.com, and there is a link to the Center of Place of Hope. And uh, I promise you, you're going to really appreciate uh, the various resources that they have for you. And today we have a special guest with us, and not only a special guest, Michael, but a new sponsor. And uh, yep. and let's just let people know, we're not bringing Marion on because he's a sponsor. We're bringing him on because he has something important to say today. But so does his organization. So introduce Marion to us. He's been with us uh, just a few weeks ago, and we're glad to have him with us on this special uh, special Father's Day edition. Oh, yeah. It's so perfect. Father's Day edition and Marion's program, which he will talk about, um, which he founded and co-founded, uh, Man Cave, um, is to help fathers and support fathers. So this is just like a perfect match. So Marion Hill is program coordinator for Head Start in Phoenix. And uh, and works in many other realms. He works for with the nonprofit Greater Phoenix Urban League and uh, on the national scene with Urban League and with Head Start, um, and uh, wears a number of other hats. Uh, and also through this process, as he'll describe, somewhere I think he'll tell us around five years ago or so, he developed the idea for Man Cave and uh, to support fathers um, and to support families. So, please welcome Marion Hill. Clap, clap, clap. And then, Marion, um, please talk about yourself and about Man Cave. Oh, man, I'm pumped up to be here with you guys uh, again a second time. So thank you for having me back. Um, so, yeah, Man Cave, well, which stands for Men All Need to Be uh, Caring, Actively Engaged, Vested, and Encouraged. Um, you know, our 10-second elevator speech is simply this. We're about improving the lives of children and families 
through father engagement. And that's really mm-hmm. what we want to do uh, a better job at doing um, and really begin not just a program, but Man Cave, to me, um, when I founded it, was to create a movement um, and a movement where men could really get their personal power to address their needs, to be able to nurture themselves back. I find a lot of men get caught up and they they forget how to take care of themselves. They forget how to address those areas related to their physical being, um, intellectual, social, um, um, a spiritual. And so that's why Man Cave was really brought about to create this safe, transparent environment where we could bring men together, uh, bring men together with their kids sometimes, but for the most part, bring men together in this environment to really talk about issues related to being a father, to being a man. It's really enlightening them about engaging with their children and knowing and and sharing with them that, look, if you spend time together uh, with your kids, that's going to increase their academic success. If you lend your emotional support, uh, they're going to have more positive social behavior. If you just give everyday assistance and are there for them every day, they're going to have fewer conduct problems. If you monitor their behavior, their better self-esteem, the way that you discipline them, non-coercive discipline, you can create lower levels of depression. And if you give them clear boundaries and expectations, you're going to reduce contact with the juvenile justice system. And so that's what Man Cave uh, really is about. It's about reaching out and it's about bringing men in. It's about educating them. Uh, It's about supporting them in healthy marriage, parenting skills, and then providing some uh, a means for economic mobility uh, if they want to um, uh, increase their opportunities in the job market. Marion, it is it is so good to have you with us and to have you as a sponsor. So thank you so much. And, and the work you do is really important. And I just wanted to comment, none of you can see this, uh, but we can see each other. Marion has this beautiful view of downtown Phoenix right behind his back. Is that your office there? Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're up on the 17th floor in City Hall. So that's the view that I get every day. It's beautiful. Of course, it's a little warm out there now, but it's a beautiful view nonetheless. So we we thought what we do today is we wanted to tell some of the stories about our own dads and some of the father figures in our lives. Um, All three of us are dads. Uh, We all come from fairly different backgrounds. I'm a, uh, you know, I grew up suburban white guy, Uh, Michael, Jewish background. Uh, and we've got Marion from an African-American community, and so we all have different perspectives, lived in different places, and uh, but we've all had dads and good men in our lives, and uh, we thought today we would just tell a few stories about our dads, and uh, I thought I'd start just to kind of give Michael and Marion a chance to think this through, but my my dad uh, was uh, raised in a broken home. His, his dad was an alcoholic, and uh, my dad uh, never really quite came to terms with um, some of the pain that his dad had unleashed on his family. But my dad never shared that with us. I mean, he never put that on us. My dad was, was able to uh, kind of get his life together, married a good woman. Uh, so my dad's dad was an alcoholic. My mom's dad was a pastor. So that was quite a combination uh, of uh, grandfathers. And my dad was a really hard worker. Worked a couple jobs when I was born, and, and my parents had uh, three boys right in a row. My brother and I are uh, 13 months apart, and then my middle brother and my third, uh, second brother, they're less than a year apart. So my parents, they they were frisky. And so they had three boys right away, uh, you know, all under the age of three. Uh, my dad was very, very successful. 
in terms of business. He was uh, man of the year in a couple different insurance companies, uh, got into politics. Uh, but one of the more interesting aspects of his life is he got himself sideways with the mafia down. I won't mention what state it's in. Uh <laughs> And um, the, the mafia owned the business that, or the, the building where my dad had a business. And when my dad wanted out of the lease, uh, my dad's life and the life of uh, some of my siblings was in danger for a while there. And he's, he had some really interesting stories to tell. Um, but one of the things that I appreciate about my dad was in the times of success and in the times of challenge, and he had a lot of those as well. Uh, he, he not only had great success, but went through bankruptcy um, a couple times. My dad never lost his generous spirit. And when times were good and he was doing okay financially, he just lavishly gave that money away to help people, uh, to help ministries he cared about, to help people in need. And even when uh, times were tight, he still made it uh, his priority to set money aside every week so that he could give it to somebody who needed it. And uh, it was that kind of generous spirit that really uh, had a high impact on my life that I have to this day. I, I, I'm i just one of those guys that uh, if I can give something away, I'm going to give something away. And I think my dad instilled that in me. So that's one of the gifts that my dad gave to me. Uh, not a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but a good man nonetheless who was devoted to his kids, always told us he was proud of us, worked hard to make sure that we would have access to uh, whatever it was that we wanted to do when we grew up. And so I'm very appreciative of him. Lost him several years ago, uh, 72 years old when he passed away. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that's a little bit about my dad. Uh, Michael, how about you? Uh, my, yeah, my dad. So my dad passed away, as you know, uh, uh, last July. He was mm. 92. Um, and he ended up, he had a number of health problems, but he ended up dying of COVID pneumonia. Um, uh, but he already had a number of health problems up until about six months before that, or six months to a year before his mind was still really, really sharp. And, and, um, uh, he had been, he, his first career was as an academic. He got a PhD in American studies and that's when we lived in Minnesota, your old haunting ground. Mm -hmm. Um, he got his PhD there, uh, and then, and then, uh, moved immediately to India and he had a, a, a career, as an academic, um, and my mom did too, uh, taking us all around the world and all over the U.S. And, and then he retired. So after I had graduated and was already off to college, he retired after 25 years and he started a second career and he and my mother both joined the foreign service. And, um, but my mom had ill health. So they went where my dad was. And so he, he, 
um, uh, and they lived um, in India and Pakistan and uh, Eastern Europe and various places through foreign service. Um, and he, he had a generous spirit, like you were saying, you were inspiring me to think about this as you were talking. Uh, both he and my mom, like for instance, they helped start girls' schools in Afghanistan. They crossed the border, mm. they were in Peshawar, and they had to have bodyguards because it was very dangerous um, because the Taliban didn't want girls' schools. And and there was just a real, real generosity um, and really hard work, uh, incredibly hard worker. Um, and then and some other things about him that I now appreciate in retrospect uh, was, so my mom had a lot of mental health, mental illness problems, and mm -hmm. she was also uh, somewhat violent. And like one of my siblings was taken out of the home by CPS and put in foster care. And so there were a lot of problems, very diff a lot of difficulties in that childhood. And he stayed with, they were still, they were married 60 years um, uh, to the date of her death. They were married 60 years. Now they would take, he would go away for six months and go teach somewhere else. They took a lot of breaks from each other. <laughs> um, he was very loyal. He was very patient. So I learned loyalty from him. I learned patience from him, although I'm by, na by nature not that patient, but I still mm -hmm. learned it from him. I'm trying. Um, uh, and discernment. You know, he really just wanted to think about things and discern things and make choices that made sense, that were logical, um, uh, that would fit, that would help people. Uh, and so I learned all of those things. And and one one thing that I now only as an adult looking back have realized. So I initially was very angry at him. Mm. I probably spent 10 years of my kind of in my 20s, probably really angry with him that he did did not intervene, that he didn't protect his kids better from my mom's violence and and all of that. And and um, but. I, I, I was in therapy and I went through a lot and I, I forgave him for that. Mm -hmm. And I had to forgive him for that. So I could have a relationship yeah. with him because of course I and my, my other siblings felt betrayed by him and so on. But, but uh, that was so liberating to, <laughs> to forgive him and then to establish a relationship with him in, in which I understood what was going on. I mean, he just didn't have the capacity to battle against this incredibly dominant person. My dad is a very mellow and my mom was really dominant and um, he just didn't have the capacity. And um, and so I've learned a lot from that. And in the last uh, eight years of his life, after my mom passed away, he moved up here to Spokane. And so I got to my relationship with my dad was really the last eight years because <laughs> I mm. did not have a huge relationship with him um, earlier in my life. But uh, the last eight years, we had a very close relationship, and I was able to really look at all that I learned from him. Um, and, and from, you know, you said father figures. I mean, from other men that he brought into my life uh, as father figures that also helped me, mentors that helped me. Yeah, thank you. Marion, how about you? So for me, you know, my dad was a career, a career um, military man, spent 28 mm. years. Um, in the Air Force. And I think, you know, if I got anything from him, what I got from him was was the time that he spent in the Air Force and me watching him um, go from being this, um, you know, an airman is what he was. He went into the Air Force when he was like 18 years old, spent three years in Vietnam, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what was he going to do with his life? My mom was back in, in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, which is where both of them were from. 
Um, she was pregnant with me, um, had me when she was 17. And of course, my father is in um, is in Vietnam for three years. So the first introduction to my father, uh, hearing his voice or or the touch um, of him was was uh, when I was three years old. Um, wow. um, that did have an impact um, on our relationship, um, and 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 that really kind of that father wound um, that exists because no father is perfect. We whether we want to or not, we our imperfections sometimes cause these wounds um, within our kids, and we recognize and realize them later on in life. But all through the time of growing up um, and being a military brat, which is what I was, and traveling throughout this country as well as overseas, you know, I spent really probably the first 15 years of the 18 years of my life um, overseas. But I watched this man go from being an airman um, to rising to the position as a chief master sergeant which is the highest uh, um, Air Force rank, um, uh, enlisted rank that you can that you can attain to. Um, mm. When I looked up the um, when I looked up the stats for that, I found that only one percent one percent of individuals that enter into the Air Force as an airman rise to the rank uh, of being uh, a, a chief master sergeant. And you know, I watched the self discipline, the persistence, the consistency. Um, how resilient he was, because that was back in the day where you had to take these massive tests to go from one rank to the other, and and watch times where he would he would he would he would fail the test because it's pass fail. He would fail that test or fail the interview and and wouldn't get that next rank, and he'd come back and give it a year and study and do it again. And I watched him study for long periods of time, sometimes not being able to connect because he had headphones on. He was listening to policies and procedures and and protocol of the military. Um, so that took a lot of resilience there. He was motivated to do that. I watched and looked at his focus and, and how he had to be cool under pressure and the loyalty that he had towards uh, the military. All of those things I find that I have now that are ingrained um, mm -hmm. in me. And it, it, it wasn't until later on after he retired, he retired from the military and then he went and uh, he got his master's degree, uh, became an assistant principal, um, went and turned around an ROTC program at one of the local schools here, uh, then went on uh, to a junior high school as, a, as an assistant principal um, and was really kind of that cornerstone uh, for, that, uh, for that school. And so much so, he made such an impact in the community, such an impact in the school district that they named the school after him because he wow. believed that every child deserved a second chance. There was no broken child, um, but every child deserved a second chance. Children would screw up but that didn't mean that they were a screw up. Um, and so later on in life, when I recognized that that bond that we didn't get in the first three years, um, which was no fault of his, right. we were able to reconnect and we had some discussion about the piece that was missing. And that piece that was missing was as a result that we did not fully bond. And we, so we spent those latter years you know, of his life really trying to reconnect and come together and, and, and know one another. But great man, great man. Mm. It, it's interesting to hear all three of our stories because our, our dads all seem to share something in common in that they they didn't have life handed to them. Uh, they really had to work uh, to get to where they were and, and, and found their passion and okay. lived to that passion. And uh, I think what you hear, you've got three grown men. I, I'm probably the oldest of the bunch, uh, only by a few months over Michael. Uh, and, um, probably a few years anyway, over Marion. Marion, how old are you? I am 58. 
58. Yeah, well, we're a few years older than you are, so he's just a kid. Um, <laughs> but you still hear grown men in their 50s and 60s talking about their dads with a little sense of little boy about us, right? Just th- that relationship that boys have with their dads, girls have with their dads, and um, how important that is. And we've, we've all been fortunate, the three of us, that our dads were in our, our lives the whole time. Uh, like Michael's parents, and I, it sounds like I, I should ask Marion this question, but my parents were both married to each other uh, till mom died. Uh, Marion, how about you? Yeah, my parents were married for uh, 43 years until my yeah. mom passed. So, so Marion, what are some things that you learned from your dad that you're trying to instill in your kids? You know, I, I go back and it's kind of, it's that old school. And I have that old school mentality. You know, my father, he didn't get to spend a lot of time with us because he was doing things in the military. But the one thing that he did do was that he coached me in every sport. Now, I played football, baseball, and soccer. He coached mm-hmm. me in every sport um, until I reached high school. Um, and inside of that came a whole lot of uh, uh, discipline, came a whole lot of work, uh, came a whole lot of being, you know, those things that I listed about him being persistent and consistent. I mean, you know, and reaching a high level. I remember I played a baseball game, um, and it was probably one of the greatest games I played. And I was in high school at this time. So when I was in when I was in high school, I played for the high school team, I played for the base team, I played for the city team. And I was playing for the base team, and we went into we went into extra innings. I was pitching. Um, I, I had a fantastic time at the uh, um, at the plate, hitting, and pitched, and we won the game. And I remember my mom was yelling and screaming. You know, she was really happy for me. And I, I go over to my dad, and he's like, you played a good game. He's like, but you set a standard for yourself. And I expect nothing less than the standard that you have set for yourself in this game. It's like anything less is, is, is beneath you. And that's who he was. He, yeah. would, he would push us to push ourselves. We knew he cared about us. And because he cared about us, we allowed him to push ourselves. And he pushed us to greatness. And he said, every time you've attained another level, anything less than that, is you taking a step back. Hmm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marion, did your did your kids get to know Grandpa? My kids, my my son got to know him. Um, uh, it was fortunate. My son was probably just it was in high school actually mm. when my father when my father passed. He, yeah. he had a great relationship, and I laugh today. Uh, me and my wife both laugh because my son has so many characteristics of my dad huh. that it's just crazy. But uh, yeah. uh, my my dad my dad loved his grandson, man, and they spent. He spent a lot of time with him. And to me, that's love. You spell love, T-I-M-E. 
You know, we spent time with him. Both my parents poured into him, poured into him. And I see it every day in him. I see both my mom and my dad reflected in him and who he is. And he has that same, that same attitude. Yeah. Mm. Michael, you're, you mentioned mm. that your dad was really a part of your life the last eight years. So your, your daughters were probably uh, at least moving out of the home. Did you, did you get a chance to connect with grandpa at all? They did know my, my parents for sure. I mean, my mm-hmm. parents would come to visit. Um, uh, we would go visit them. Um, so, so yes, they, they knew them. They would stay in touch. Then after my mom passed away, um, they were really even more in touch with my dad, you know, as grandparent. And then when he moved here, um, you know, they, they do live in the state of Washington. G- Gabrielle was in, in China for two years in the Peace Corps. Well, and then she was in DC for law school, but, but she would come back here. And then, then when, and David was always in the state of Washington and then Gabrielle moved back to the state of Washington. So, you know, the distances aren't too far. So they would see him when they came to visit us. And uh, so there was, a, there was a lot of really good relationship and they had a, they uh, mainly much more with him than with my mom. And they uh, got a lot out of him and he, he, you know, I mean, he just lived for them whenever they were mm-hmm. around, you know, they, right. they were like, Oh, he was beeline right to the grandkids. I mean, just cause they had, and they, and they learned a lot from him and they, so cause we're Jewish, we call him Zadie, you know, Booby and Zadie. And they, they still talk, you know, after he passed away about Zadie and what they learned from him. So I, I feel really lucky that they did have a relationship with him. Yeah. 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 I, we were fortunate too, that my, my kids and, and, uh, most of my siblings' kids were able to have a relationship with my mom and my dad, uh, and they were great grandparents. They they helped raise, uh, especially my daughter, because I was in school, Jan was working, and so there was a lot of time where uh, they would take Alicia and watch her for me so I could study. And uh, my dad is, is sort of like for you, Michael, my dad survived my mom uh, by about eight, nine years. Mm. And so, uh, you know, those last years were really with, were grandpa years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so they all had a chance to be a part of his life and, and remember him fondly. And, and that's been an inspiration for me. I'm a grandpa and, uh, you know, I want, uh, I want that kind of relationship as well, where, um, I can fill in one of those, uh, male role models for my grandsons and granddaughters. Jan feels the same as a grandma. Uh, to to sort of pass along the legacy that I learned from my parents and Jan learned from hers and and uh, to keep some of these really important values alive uh, like generosity and tenacity and loyalty all the different things that we've talked about here and um, and and to to even to model you know a lifelong healthy marriage not every family gets to see that it's not always possible hurt happens Mm. Um, but there is, there is something remarkable too, about, uh, being able to see that kind of loyalty in, in a marriage as well. Um, Marion, since, uh, you're kind of our special guest and you've been talking about man cave in particular today at the beginning, um, what are some of the things, some of the, uh, the insights you would share? You you went through them very quickly, but give us two or three things that you would encourage dads to do and to be. Uh, as they're thinking about being dads and especially around Father's Day? Yeah, I think quickly, I think building on what, um, you know, you just said, Tim, that positive relationship uh, um, with the mother, that's the that's the one thing as fathers, we should be fostering positive relationships with, mm. with the mother of our children because indeed they are watching uh, and they are watching how we handle 
relationship. So that is, that's first and foremost is nurturing that relationship. Uh, spending time with your children, as I said, you spell you spell love T I M E because that's what mm-hmm. children want from you. They want you spending time with them. You know, we have a culture today that they spend so much time on their iPads in front of video games and TVs. Okay, where do you think that learned that behavior? That behavior they learned that behavior from us because we used other modalities to spend time with them. So spend time uh, with your kids. I think nurturing. Uh, your children pouring into them. You know, as a father, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't allow your child uh, to go hungry, but we allow our children to starve because we don't nurture them emotionally and spiritually. Uh, so I think that that's an important discipline. Uh, of course, is important, and I think probably one of the most important things is we serve as fathers the guide to the outside world. We create a safe and secure environment in our home, but we have to prepare our children to deal with and to be able to conquer the outside world. Mm. Do that by, you know, sharing our core beliefs, our own life experiences. We've lived this life. Um, We have to have frank discussions with them about, you know, peer pressure, the danger of drugs and alcohol, uh, the perils of early uh, sexual activity. So we really have to be involved in our children's life, know what they're doing, know what they're listening to, um, you know, know what they're eating and then pour into their lives, consistently pouring into Mm. their lives. And if we do that, then we're protecting our children. We're providing for them. We're being positive role models for them. And the final message I would give to fathers, be the man that you want your son to become and be the man that you want your daughter to marry. (laughs) That's Mm. so well said. Mm -hmm. So well said. Marion, is there a website for Man Cave? The website for Man Cave, we are slowly building, but I tell you how you tap into Man Cave. You yeah. tap into Man Cave by simply texting fatherhood, it's one word, fatherhood, to 602-932-6633. That is your gateway in and the way that we communicate with you. Or you can hit me up on uh, mancaveprogram at gmail.com. Um, right now, we use a couple of things in terms of uh, Facebook and websites through the city of Phoenix, through Greater Phoenix Urban League. But I'm really building out the Greater Phoenix Urban League site. But in order for me to stay keep you on that list. Those are two ways that you can, uh, you can get in. G- give me the phone number again. Yeah. It's 602-932-6633. Just text fatherhood to that number. Okay. So um, I want to encourage folks. I'm, I'm sure Michael's writing that down too, because he's going to get it on the website at wonderparenting.com. Right, Michael? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Go to wonderparenting.com. You'll see all this there. Yep. And um, for those of you who haven't yet joined our Facebook page, uh, just go to Facebook and hit join on Wonder Parenting, and uh, I'll put that number there as well for you. And uh, I also wrote a few years ago a free PDF uh, guide to dads called Dad Matters, and I'll send you a link to We'll put a link to that up as well. Um, and it's a good little book for moms and dads to read together on uh, fatherhood and so on. So we want to just say a special happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Give a shout out to all the dads who've made such a difference um, some are biological dads, some are stepdads, some are coaches, some are teachers, uh, uncles, big brothers. We all play a role in shaping uh, these young men into the men that we want them to be. So happy Father's Day to all of you. Marion, thank you so very, very much. Yep, yep. It's oh, good to have you, you with us. And oh, Michael, yeah. thank you for being with us. Thank you. Yep. And, thank you. Uh, and thanks, Marion. And thanks, everyone. Yeah. And episode number what coming up next week, Michael? Uh, 200. 200. It'll be a big one. Thanks, everyone. Bye. All right. We'll see you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.